Pricing Your Art, the hourly based model. Hi, my name is Matei, and this is Surviving Art. In yesterday's podcast, I discussed the importance of calculating one's base expenses and all-around financial needs on a yearly basis, and today we're going to look at one of the most popular but potentially most problematic ways of determining how much our art is actually worth. This model has a lot going for it, especially for anyone starting out, as it is the easiest to use in order to determine how we're going to make the minimum amount we need to make for our business or personal life to flourish and even eventually come to the point where art becomes our full-time profession. But it has a lot of problems too. Setting it up is simple. We find a fair hourly wage and calculate how much time we spent on making the work and just multiply both, hopefully getting a decent number that won't make us starve to death. This option may be good for any classical portraitist or realistic style painters and sculptures, as it reflects the labor-intensive work of creating realistic depictions and communicates the sheer number of work hours that one has to put into making such works. But it gets problematic for anyone that makes abstract paintings, that only take about a day or sometimes even just a few hours to complete, especially if they're big ones. This isn't really a realistic approach then, and a different pricing structure should be used if you work quickly, especially if the speed at which you are able to work is based on a lot of years of training. Though you could brag to your fellow artist friends that your hourly wage is about 400 euro. Just don't tell anyone how many hours there actually are in a work week, or year for that matter. There is an issue with such an approach to pricing art though. You don't base the price of a Rothko on the number of man hours he and his assistant put into any particular work, and you don't compare him to Raphael or Titian either. Also, if we just compare a Pollock versus a Rothko, the Pollock's price is inflated solely because of his story. Let's face it, the art part isn't that great. But the Rothko actually is exceptionally well made, and the concept behind his work only enforces the quality, effectively making him one of the most expensive painters of his era. And in my opinion, well, rightly so. But I'm a blotchy painting fanboy, so I'm not being unbiased here. My point is though, any pricing model that depends solely on the work and or material input but does not consider the added value of the artist's skill, background or any other trade of the creator that differentiates them from anybody else that could have attempted to create a similar work and the varying levels of success any one of us could have had compared to the original creator, well, all of this must be taken into account when pricing our work. Art is a commodity, at least in our price bracket, but it's never without the added value factor that actually creates the experience of it being art, versus just a pretty picture. If indeed all we would be making were pretty pictures, with no stories and no added value to be uncovered by the right audience, we would be artisans. I'm not saying this is better or worse, but our goal and pricing structures should be absolutely different from those that don't actively produce narratives around their work. To put it simply, 
A decorative, pretty flower print is worth as much as the paper and color it was printed with, combined with the work that went into it and maybe a 10% markup because, I don't know, the print shop manager felt like it. A flower painting made to embody the profound sensual experience of the flower petal and that was actively embedded into the then contemporary flow of culture and time, like George O'Keeffe's works for example, will be worth as much as the market deems this particular experience of artistic expression valuable in the context of not only her time, but ours, and the totality of what we think has happened in human existence, and how it all relates to the story her work is telling us. And I know, I know, a lot of you may think that this added value is more akin to bovine feces than a functional argument for the price of any particular art piece, especially the utilitarian ones, but the reality is, it's how art is valued. To be honest, it's how everything ever made is valued, at least by any average human being that has their basic needs met. A person dying of thirst will indeed not give a damn about the perceived difference between generic tap water and a crystal flask of pure Evian. Fun fact though, try reading Evian backwards and think about this particular product being extremely overpriced compared to other similar products. Well, anyway, pricing by hour is great if you work a lot of hours, but bad for anyone that works quickly. And in tomorrow's podcast, we'll discuss the alternative, pricing by size. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Surviving Art.